This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Welcome along to the Blood Red channel. It's January, just 10 days left of the transfer window, and myself, Guy Clark, and Paul Gorst here to talk through the latest Liverpool rumours and whether they may or may not happen. Gorsty, welcome along. Thanks for uh, joining me. And You're welcome. It's been a fairly quiet transfer window, but not sort of too different to what we expected from Liverpool. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's any great surprises so far that Liverpool haven't really brought anyone in. Obviously, Takumi Minamino, we knew about him, didn't be coming in towards the middle of December, and we knew that that was going to get wrapped up. And I think that was a deal which was very much uh, an opportunistic one for Liverpool. I think they unearthed this release clause information that nobody else knew about and acted accordingly, really. I don't think if... Um, you know, if either been a, a player on the market now at uh, Red Bull Salzburg for thirty million plus, I don't think Liverpool would be looking too strongly at it. But I think the fact that he was available for such a cut price deal, Liverpool swooped and brought him in. But other than that, I think it was um, as you were. Um, Liverpool were never going to do any major business this month, and, and so it's proved with with so much still to play for. Doesn't stop the websites and the podcasts mm. and everyone talking about potential transfers. And the big one today, <clears throat> after an interview with the BBC, is Kylian Mbappe not doing too much to bat away the flames mm. of the fire, more adding a bit of fuel to them. Yeah, whether he meant that or not, we're not sure. But he, he was asked about Liverpool, wasn't he, in an interview with the BBC? And he said Liverpool are great. And to be fair, he, he, he seemed to seemed to know stuff Liverpool-wise, didn't he? He said they just keep winning and winning and and fighting to the end and, and what a great team they are and that'll just fan the flames won't it for so much interest in him and um, Liverpool would be foolish not to be interested in him but we know that Jürgen Klopp has been asked about him before and, and funnily enough I was actually in that that breakout room when, when Jürgen Klopp was asked by the journalist uh, who remained lameless uh, it wasn't myself but someone did ask him about Kylian Mbappe interest and in fairness he started laughing before the question was even finished and he said what a great player who wouldn't be interested in him one of the stars of world football now, one of the going to be one of the best players over the next ten years, isn't he? But comes with a massive caveat of playing for the richest club in the world, who don't need to sell him, and he's going to cost upwards of you'd imagine two hundred million. So, unfortunately, I don't think Kylian Mbappe will be rocking up at Anfield this summer. No, and it's one of those obviously last year in the Champions League, playing them in the group stage and Klopp hugging Mbappe after the match. It is one of those, the modern way it works, that people begin to put two and two together and are completely misjudged. But with Mbappe, I have to say, when I'd seen the interview, I thought, oh, this is obviously a sit-down chat. You wonder how long it went on for and whether that Kylian Mbappe knew that the Liverpool thing was going to come up or, or whatever. But he does seem to, as you say, with with his quotes in the uh, the article itself and in the interview, he's very aware that it's the January transfer market, that he yeah. and Liverpool are going to get linked together. He does say I'm 100% a, a PSG player and this wouldn't go down well if I answered your question the way you want me to. But it is there in the background and it isn't going away. No, I mean, I, I suppose the, the the big thing for Liverpool now would be that it's not a ridiculous rumour, if you, if you fancy. Maybe the, the price is a little bit too much for Liverpool's bud, but I think Liverpool are the best team in the world now. I don't think too many would argue otherwise, um, so why wouldn't they be linked with the, with the game's best players? I think £75 million for Virgil van Dijk was a huge statement from Liverpool two years ago. They haven't really come close to breaking it. Alisson was... Was ten million less than that, but um, you're talking at least double that now, aren't you? For someone of Gillian and Bath's quality, um, 
I know Liverpool, when, when Mbappe was at Monaco and there was talk of him going to PSG, I know Liverpool privately wanted to be kept in the loop with the development of what was happening there. So he's someone who they've known about for years and they've kept tabs on him. So it'd be um, foolish to think that they haven't continued on keeping tabs on him and that their, their interest isn't necessarily there. I think it is. I just think the the idea of paying upwards of £150 million for a player is probably beyond Liverpool's remit at this point. Is this where the finances of the new Knight deal and things like this come into play? Because we know image rights are, are a massive thing with modern transfers, certainly mm-hmm. the elite players. And both Jadon Sancho, who also gets linked to, to Liverpool week after week, he and Kylian Mbappe, both obviously Nike clients themselves. And whether Liverpool have obviously saved, perhaps saved some money from last summer, not really investing Hopefully a Premier League title follows the windfall with that, the exposure of a night deal, that Liverpool might be on the verge of being able to move into new financial circles with their transfer dealings. Maybe. I mean, Liverpool, apart from the £7.25 million for, for Minamino in January, Liverpool haven't spent any money for, for 18 months. The, the last player they brought in for money before Minamino was, was Alisson in, in July 2018. So um, Liverpool... Maybe they've been saving money for the winter. I mean, I, I think personally, a lot of that money has gone behind the scenes and all the contract renewals over the last two years. You look across the team, virtually everyone has had a new contract over the last two years. Trent Alexander-Arnold, Joel Matip, Divock Origi, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, Salamane Firmino. Um, I think probably the only two who haven't are Van Dijk and um, Genie Wijnaldum. And obviously there's, there's talk of, of that happening as well. So... I think a lot of the money did go on that. Um, so it was just Harvey Elliott and Sepp Vandenberg last summer. But at some point, Liverpool are probably going to have to, to freshen up, aren't they? Salah, Mane, Firmino, not getting any younger. They might need some kind of um, an injection of quality and, and youth somewhere down the line. But um, I can't see that being Kylian Mbappé. Will it be Jadon Sancho? I think that's maybe a little bit more realistic. But even then, I think that's still a, an exorbitant transfer fee that um, you know, will have to be weighed up considerably behind the scenes. The night deal, as you say, will be a big factor in that. The pool will be in a more than the £45 million a year to get off New Balance at the moment. Um, but it's a case of how much influence and sway that has. But th- there's no denying it. You know, what player wouldn't want to play for Liverpool under Jürgen Klopp at the moment? They seem to be streaking ahead as the, the best team in the world. So I think Liverpool are an attractive proposition. It's just a case of whether they've got the financial clout of a Man City or, or a PSG. Yeah, it would seem different as well from what Klopp's done before in terms of buying a recognised sort of world's best right at that mm. moment in that position, Van Dijk and Alisson, obviously great players, but probably not renowned as the greatest in their position at the time. But a guy who might then fit the mould of a player who could be developed under Jurgen Klopp from Germany, Timo Werner. He was linked an awful lot last year. That never happened. Signed a new deal at Leipzig uh, just at the, the start of the mm. new season. But crucially, like Minamino, has a release clause in there. Yes, and, and you'd expect, uh, obviously, with the, the good relations between um, RB Leipzig and Liverpool and, uh, and Michael Edwards and Christoph Freund, is it? Um, possibly at RB Leipzig. No, it's, it's not It's not Christoph Freund, is it? He's Salzburg's. It's, um, I can't quite think of the guy's name, now. Red Bull Leipzig's. I have to say, sporting, sporting director. director. Yeah, no, sporting director names aren't mm. something. Ralph, Ralph, Ralph Rang. Ren- ah, the him. former Schalke man. Yes, that's him. Yeah. Yep. Um, so there's, there's a good relationship there, no question. Um, Tino Werner, someone who's been linked with Liverpool virtually every other month for the past two years, 
I know Liverpool made it clear a while back that they didn't want to bring someone in to stunt Rian Brewster's development. Hasn't quite worked out for him as as he might have planned this summer. Obviously, or this season rather, he's gone to Swansea, hasn't he? And you you spoke to him recently. Yeah. Um. So maybe the the landscape of that has changed. I think if Liverpool could get someone of his ilk at a fairly reasonable price in this day and age, then I think it's a it'd be foolish not to take a, a long hard look at that. It's a question of whether Werner would be coming in, except him being on the bench every other week. And um, it's a tough task to break into that front three, isn't it? Because you know it works so well for Liverpool. So I think I think that'd be an issue for him. I think Liverpool, if they are looking to strengthen that you know that forward line this summer, if the release clause isn't too much, I think that would be quite a sensible option. But um, I'm not sure how where the, the lay of the land is at the moment on that one. Yeah, it is an interesting idea because fans love to see new players arrive. But on the point you made on the contracts as well, the big money that was laid out for even still back to Van Dijk, Allison, and even Naby Keita's to to some extent, these transfers aren't just paid in a one lump sum way. They are continually sort of spread out during yeah. uh, the players' contracts. So in many ways, Liverpool is still play, still paying for the squad they have now, and to go and spend over £100 million on one player might not be realistic. But for Timo Werner, even if it's a a £60, £50 million transfer, for a player who's not going to be guaranteed to walk straight into the first eleven, that's that's a big deal for Liverpool to contemplate. It is. If you look at Liverpool bought Virgil van Dijk for £75 million two years ago and then followed that up with £65 million on Alisson, £40 million on Fabinho, £52 million on Keita and then round about £12 or £13 on Shaqiri. Um, those prices get paid over the course of the contract so if each of those players signs a five year deal um, then Liverpool are still paying that and they will be for the next couple of years so that summer outlay of, of 2018 is, it was, I think it was the biggest in Liverpool's history actually I think that, that'll still be, uh, be be getting paid off for quite some time so I can't quite see another summer of that ilk for, for a while yet if I'm honest but I think Liverpool should be able to afford at least one marquee sign if you like a summer and I think um, I think Werner could come in under that banner of it being fairly realistic as I say if they could get him for um, quite a, a sensible fee and we're going to come on to Jadon Shaqiri in a minute I think um, that that could be a goer Yeah Shaqiri is the next uh, port call for us because we've spoken about the incomings Jadon Shaqiri spoke with Ian Doyle last week about the possibility of Shaqiri moving on perhaps and we've an update on that today. Yeah, so um, the info is that uh, both Roma and Sevilla have made inquiries, both being turned away. They're both loan offers, and Liverpool have got no no intention of, of sending them on loan for the remainder of the season. Obviously, Liverpool are still in the FA Cup and the Champions League and going on to... Looks like they're going to win the Premier League. So there's still a lot to play for for Liverpool this season, and it's uh, they just don't see uh, Let's Care go as a viable option. Um been told that they'd privately look at an asking price of around about twenty-five million this summer. Um, I think that could be more of a viable option. I think personally that will be one that Liverpool will take if it arrives. Um, I can't really see him lasting beyond the, this season. Jadon Jakiri has been blighted by so many injuries this season and can't get into the team when when he is fit because of the how good the front three is. So I can see this being his last year at Liverpool, but I don't see him leaving on loan uh, this month. But there have been inquiries. Yeah, we'd obviously. Brewster going out on loan and Minamino coming in. If Shakiri were to leave, it would be a number short again mm. in that forward region. But a loan deal wouldn't make sense for Liverpool, perhaps not at this moment in time, 
given those numbers. But a move, as you say, in the summer then, perhaps Liverpool already now beginning to look ahead towards the summer. Oh, yeah, there's no doubt they are, yeah. Um, Liverpool will be looking ahead and I think if they can get that asking price fee for, for Shaqiri, that'll be one that they'll take and then look to reinvest it in a player of, of a similar ilk, you know, someone who can play in a number of positions across that forward line and um, maybe someone like Tino Werner is, is the, the option. Um, we shall see, but I think um, I, I think Liverpool will take the, the the offer if it arrives for Shaqiri. It's just a case of whether Roma and, uh, and Sevilla are going to be uh, interested in making a, um, a permanent deal this summer. Final point before we go, just just slightly away from Liverpool, but it does have a, a very much more than a passing interest for Liverpool. We've seen Liverpool operate so well in the transfer windows and, as we said, they're piecing ahead all of the time. Pep Guardiola's come out and said ahead of the summer that Manchester City will have money to spend and will look to overhaul his squad. We know David Silva will obviously be on his way. Aguero's perhaps coming towards the end and Vincent Kompany's still not being replaced. It will be an interesting landscape Premier League-wide, I suppose, in the summer. And Liverpool, hopefully at the time, defending champions. There'll be a lot of clubs wanting to come for them. Yeah, definitely. I think no one more than Manchester City. I think that I think Pep Guardiola, if we're being honest, if he finishes this season 20 points behind Liverpool, I think he'll be embarrassed. Um, it's something he's not used to. Maybe he's used to losing out by a, a few points, certainly not by that kind of margin. That'll only intensify City's aims to, to strengthen hugely behind the scenes. We know the, that they can do that at, dro- at the drop of a hat if, if they so wish. So no doubt they'll be looking at, at who to bring in this summer. The losing silver, Phil Foden, we believe, is going to be the, the one to come and take that mantle. But they could go and easily bring in a, a playmaker for £60 million and take Foden's spot in that squad and, and replace Silva. Uh, they can go and get another top-class centre-half for company. So uh, perhaps if they do go on and spend £200 million, shall we say, then Liverpool will will be forced to, to go and do something, not necessarily like for like, but certainly go out and, and bolster their own squad when it looks like they're going to be defending champions and, and who knows where they'll land in the Champions League. Well, that's it for us here on this episode of Transfer Talk on Blood Red. If you want more transfer news, head over to the Liverpool Echo website. The live blog's always full of transfer news over there, including the latest, perhaps, on Kylian Mbappe. Whether or not that will happen, you can follow Paul on Twitter at PT Gorst, if you so wish. But until next time, thanks for your company. It's bye for now. You've been listening to the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo.